0: Following is a production of Locked Up Sports. Everybody, this is Don Lagreca from the Michael K Show. When it comes to talking sports, Bob Walters and Brett Grasso are the authority. Can't wait. When it comes to talking sports, they're the authority. It's Bob Walters and Brett Grasso. It's Locked Up Sports. And it starts now. Bring them out, bring them out, hey! Bring them out, bring them out, yeah! Bring them out, bring them out, hey! Bring out, Here we go! From the Brian Gunzel Studios, I'm Bob Walters. This is Locked Up Sports. The Mets turn the page to July with a 4-1 win. we got a lot of work to do to make up for a disastrous June. The Yankees no-show game one of the doubleheader in St. Louis. They have a one-run lead halfway through. Game two, we give our midseason grades and look back at the best and worst from the first 81 games of the baseball season, and big changes in the world of sports broadcasting, both nationally at ESPN with the layoffs, locally at WFAN with the complete shuffling of the schedule. We'll get to all that. Let's start with the Mets this afternoon. They got a must. They got to listen. They needed a win in the worst way, just just to to delay things. You know, just to, to just to make themselves feel like they were going to win again. It started to feel like the Mets would never win another game. Um, they finished up a, a terrible, a terrible June last night with, you know, it was the perfect, the perfect ending to a perfect month. Uh, they had a three, they had a two-run lead, eighth inning. Alonzo throws the ball away in the spring training play. Robertson gives up a three-run home run. It completes a 7-19 and 19 month. The bullpen was just awful. They had a 4-4-5 four, four, ERA, and that doesn't even say half of what how bad the bullpen was because... They gave up crushing home runs, and they gave up 13 leads. The Mets blew 13 leads in a month. They won zero series. It was just, it's just a throwaway. It's a complete throwaway, but the problem is, is it might have ruined the season, okay? Even if the Mets play decent the rest of the year, they're 18 and a half games out of first place. Forget it. Forget the division. They're nine and a half games out of the wild card, the final, the third wild card, which you're getting very, very close to saying, forget it. Right? Nine and a half with, what, five teams to jump? I mean, and the way that they played, they got a good pitching performance today from Verlander. He went seven innings. Uh, he gave up no runs. He, he looked really good. Listen, Verlander looks good. He, um, he struck out six. He had good control. He pitched well today is what happened. Okay? Verlander pitched well today. The Mets got home runs. They got three home runs. They got uh, Alvarez, Nimmo, Lindor home runs in the third inning. First time all season they've hit three home runs in an inning, which, I mean, that's not a big thing. I, I mean, that's not a big deal because you don't get three home runs a lot in an inning. For some reason, I'm hearing that all over the place. Oh, it's the first time this season they've hit three home runs in an inning. I I don't think that happens all the time. But anyway, they just needed a win just just to to breathe a little bit, okay? the the It was all closing in on them. Buck had gotten thrown out twice this week. He, Buck goes five years without getting thrown out of a game. He got thrown out twice this week. You could see it's just eating away at him. You could see, uh, you know, he's aged. He probably aged five years in the last 30 days. Nothing went right for the for the Mets that month, in the month of June, okay? They started the month three and a half games back of the division. They finished the month 18 and a half games back of the division. They started the game in the third wild card. Uh, they started the month in the third wild card. They finished the month nine and a half games out of the third wild card. I mean, you, you just want to forget about the month. Like you said, throw it away. But but it, it probably ruined the season. You had the State of the Union this week from Cohen. He spoke. It almost got to a point where it was so bad that Cohen had to speak. I think that's kind of what happened. He had to come out and say something because here you got the most expensive team in the history of American sports. And they're one of the worst teams in baseball. I mean, they're just awful, awful. They were an awful baseball team. And when they played okay, they, they like last night, they played okay last night. And then it just backbreaking losses. The bullpen, a three run homer in the eighth inning. I mean, that's just, <laughs> it, it. you saw it coming just because it, it, It was perfect ending. Like I said, the perfect ending to a perfect month. And, I mean, it's so frustrating. Trust me, as a Mets fan, it's so frustrating. Because what do we have to do? We can never get... This is why we can't have nice things as Mets fans. Okay? That was just a a train wreck of a month. A train wreck. The Yankees are no good either. But you know what the Yankees are when they're no good? They're 10 games over five they They're in the third wild card. They're throwing perfect games. That's the Yankees no good. And that's why the Mets fans hate the Yankees. Because that's your no good. This month of June, 7-19, three-run home runs in the ninth inning, 13 blown leads. Errors all over the place. Every series at home, every homestand, a different player getting booed out of the ballpark. That's the Mets no good. The Yankees no good. You know, 10 games over 500. A couple guys not hitting, but, every, you know, they're winning games. They're in the wild card. They're throwing perfect games, which we'll get to. And, and listen, it could, could there be a bigger asshole to have a perfect game? Could it have happened to a, a worse person with Domingo Herman? Is there a better person in the world than, than Lindor? A nicer guy than Lindor? He can't do anything right, Domingo Herman. Baseball history. Uh, It's so frustrating, and I feel it. I feel you, Mets fans. I do. Trust me. I'm as diehard as they get, and it kills me every night. And the fact that we aren't even at July 4th. We just hit the halfway mark, the 81-game mark, and this season's basically over. Kills me. We got to come on here every week and do this damn show. And we got to talk about the Yankees, who you know are going to be going to the postseason. You know they are. They're going to be relevant. They're not winning the division. They're not. They're, they're, you know, whatever they are, 10 games back in the division. They're not catching the Rays. The Rays are, no one's catching the Rays. I don't think Baltimore's catching the Rays. The Rays are going to win this division. But the Yankees are going to be relevant. They're going to probably make the playoffs. The Mets, you're, we're about, you know, three losses away from the, basically not even talking about the Mets anymore because they're that, that irrelevant. They're going to be 20-something games out of first place behind the Braves, who for some reason can't lose. Ever. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, I'm pissed off. Pissed off this month. This month really pissed me off. You know, we begged for we begged for a new owner. For how long? We got him. We begged for Buck Walter for how long. We got him. They had a great season last year. He won manager of the year. We were going to have a championship in five within the first five years, right? We believed it. And then what? Now this year, in one month, they played okay up until June, and in one month, it just nosedive. And it couldn't, have gone, it couldn't have gone down any faster. It couldn't have. 7-19. No series wins. Backbreaking home runs. And it all started with Diaz, right? We didn't even make it to the first game, to opening day, with real hope this year. Because Diaz went down in that damn World Baseball Classic. So yeah, it sucks. It sucks as Mets fans, and I feel you. And, listen, what's going to end up being a lot of Yankees is what it's going to be. It is what it is. You know, we've gotten—we had Bobby Usler on, and he tries to keep a positive attitude. And, I listen, I give him credit. I can't—and I'm a positive person. I can't keep a positive attitude about this. I mean, it's every night. You got Marte two nights ago grounded into two double plays with the bases loaded, then gets up a third time with the bases loaded with a chance to, to redeem himself in the ninth inning. And he's not even close on three swings and misses. Not even close. Last night he comes in. Mets get the tying run on in the ninth. Marte comes in to pinch run. First pitch. Thrown out at second base, stealing. Great throw, by the way, by the catcher. But you can't, I mean, you can't make this stuff up with the Mets. You really can't. And, you know, with the owner, with with Cohen, I'm not blaming Cohen. It's not Cohen's fault. All he can do is dump money into the situation, right? And he did. But can you not get up there on the dais and look us in the eye and blame the Wilpons? How long is that? How long are we going to be blaming the Wilpons for? How long? We don't even want to hear the Wilpons name anymore. Because you know what? To be honest with you, this team looks like the Wilpons team. This is no better. We've been through this before. Today's Bobby Bonilla Day. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day, by the way. Today's Bobby Bonilla Day. That was the worst team money could buy. Hold my beer, said the 2023 Mets. This is the worst team money could buy. Two walk-in, surefire Hall of Famers... One who had one of the greatest pitching seasons of all time last year have fallen flat on their face. Verlander seems to be picking up a little bit. Today was good. The last start was, was okay. Scherzer now, now I mean, when Scherzer goes five innings, and we're like, oh, all right, he's back. He's not back at five innings. Five innings? That's, we're paying $35 million for five innings? <laughs> no the third time through the order they're hitting like 350 off him that's what you have Scherzer for the third time through the, through the order because most pitchers can't do it he did it for years all the even last year he did it until when it really counted against the Braves at the end of the season and in the playoffs and now he's, you could tell he just wants out of here. He's sick of it. He's not saying it. You know, he's basically like, well, when Steve Cohen wants to sell, then we'll talk, it all, we'll talk about it. Nobody wants you, Scherzer. No one's giving you $35 million to pitch five innings and give up three runs. We can find that for $5 million. So the whole sell thing who are you selling? Fam, Tommy Fam is who you could sell. Okay, you could sell Tommy Fam because he he hit another double, you know RBI double today. He's the best player on this team now. The last three weeks, McNeil, who won a batting title, and now all of a sudden is a two fifty hitter. I mean, are we gonna have to create another list? Was good, was a Met, now sucks. Because that doesn't look like the McNeil I've seen. The McNeil this year doesn't look like the McNeil I've ever seen. He's a good hitter. Forgot how a hit? Is that what happened? Lindor, who even I got on a couple weeks ago. I've been getting on Lindor. Lindor's going to end up with good numbers. But really, I mean, we've, we we if you sit there and watch this team every night, is Lindor really having a good year? He's picked it up a little bit lately, but is it really a good year? He's getting hits two out of every ten times up. He's hitting home runs. The Mets are all home runs. There's no rallies anymore. Yesterday was the anniversary, however many years it was, of the ten-run inning. Mets don't have any ten-run innings. Forget about ten-run innings. The Mets hit solo home runs. Today, they got three of their four runs in the third inning in five batters in three solo home runs. Alvarez, Nimmo, Lindor. And give Nimmo credit. Nimmo's, Nimmo, has, I have nothing bad to say about Nimmo. You know, he's made a couple base-running blunders, but they were they were mostly hustle blunders. But the rest of this team, you know what? Well, you could take a hike. I don't care who they get rid of. If somebody wants them, get pff, the hell out of here. And I don't care about the money. Listen, I don't think they're going to be sellers because they don't have to be sellers. Because why are you sellers? you sellers to dump salary, right? They are not still need to dump salary. They got buildings full of money. Money's not an issue anymore. You know what? I guess it's true. Money doesn't buy happiness. And money can't buy a championship. Or if it can, it's not for sale. Not this year, at least. So they they win today. Like I said, Verlander, he pitched well. The Giants, listen, the car you know. The Mets are the biggest. Do you remember? Can you name me a team, a bigger disappointment in New York sports anytime? Forget about recent years. Anytime. A bigger disappointment with the expectations, with the money spent, with the star power. 7-19. Season's over before we hit July 4th. Season's over before the All-Star break. You know, I got to sit here and watch commercials about how vote for this guy, vote for this guy. Lindor's not a, a, an all star. You don't get hits two out of every ten times up and be on the all star team. Alonso's an all star, I guess. You know, but he got, you know, he was hurt. His defense hasn't been great ever since that, you know, running his mouth in Atlanta. Throw it again, throw it again. Pfft. The Mets are like 6 and 16. You know what the Braves are since that since he uttered that line 19 and 3. 19 and 3. I mean, come on, Pete. You got to know better. You got to know, you listen, we don't beat the Braves. Just keep your damn mouth shut. And then and then Cohen gets up there and he, he's blaming the Wilpons. Listen, it's not the it's not the Wilpons anymore. This is your baby now. Five years you promised us, right? Now I'm not blaming him. And Buck, getting a little sick and tired of Buck too. And listen, I get it. Buck's going to be the manager for the for the rest of the season, and he should be, because there's nobody else. who else are you gonna get. What do you think you're gonna you're gonna who are you gonna get? You know, nobody's gonna come in here to light a, fu- a fire under this team. It's not a bunch of 20-year-old kids that need to be screaming, yelled at, and, and they'll get their ass in gear. No, you got a bunch of veterans. You got Hall of Famers. Two Hall of Famers. The top of the rotation. One of them is now a five-inning pitcher. Scherzer. Uh, change, manager change ain't going to do anything. And Buck, you know, Buck has made, you know, every now and then, he makes a couple the, the head-scratching moves he wears out his bullpen i don't know why you'd want to wear out this bullpen i'd be doing everything possible to stay as far away from this bullpen as i could you know he's he's known to not be a good bullpen manager it is what it is i mean listen nobody's gonna be a good bullpen manager with avino and riley and these idiots giving up three run homers because it doesn't matter. No matter who you put in there, it's a three-run homer, right? So, it's frustrating. And it sucks. Because to be 18 and a half games out of first place on July 1, when you sit there every night and watch this damn team, tell you what, give Bob give Bob Usel a lot of credit, because... He's positive. He's sitting his ass at the games every night. You know, I'd almost rather be in the upper deck. He's in section 113. He's right there. He's seeing this garbage up close. $22 Blue Moons. The Yankees. The Yankees suck today in game one of this doubleheader because the Cardinals are terrible. This might be one of the worst Cardinal teams I've ever seen. They'll probably still make the playoffs (laughs) because they're the Cardinals. But um, Severino pitched game one. The Yankees lost 11-1. to Josh Josh Donaldson got some work on the mound. Worked uh, worked a 1-2-3 inning. He is officially a better pitcher than he is anything else. Josh Donaldson, you know, hits like he should be on the Mets. Josh Donaldson is Lindor, with a lower batting average. That's what Josh Donaldson is. When he hits it, he hits it far and he hits home runs. But he doesn't he doesn't hit it very often. And you got you know you got Boone the other night saying you know Josh Donaldson he's really locked in locked in not locked into nothing. He's hitting like two ten. You're locked in. You're not hitting 210. Okay, how many home runs you get? So they are... I think it's 3-2 now. I mean, he's yelling into this damn microphone for the last 15 minutes. I, I I lost track of the game. It was 3-2 in the fifth inning. Yankees were winning. They were doing a bullpen game in game two. That's why Donaldson got a chance in, the, you know, to pitch down 11-1. This is not a second time. By the way, the Yankees... This is the second time in a week now the Yankees have had... Position players pitching, okay, that's not a good thing, right? They had IKF last week pitch, they had Donaldson today pitch. That that's two blowout losses, and yet, well, look, sometimes somehow, in the wild card, ten games over five hundred. That's why we hate the Yankees, because you suck this year, but you're ten games over five hundred. So. The Cardinals are terrible. Like I said, the Yankees. Are, this is these are big games for the Yankees because they're playing teams like Oakland. They lost that first game to Oakland, and then of course was the perfect game. Sucks to be K, right? K didn't get to call it, but you know it is what it is. I mean, I you know, do you really want to go out to Oakland and watch Oakland? I don't blame them for skipping the games. K's actually doing the game on Prime tonight, which is weird. I haven't watched many of these prime games, but I thought it was—I thought they had their own announcers. Maybe not. Maybe that's the Apple games that I'm thinking of. Tomorrow you got Cole going. Cole eight and one, two seven eighty ERA. He's pitched over a hundred innings. He's got thirty-one walks, one hundred thirteen strikeouts. I mean, Cole is 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 the MVP of the Yankees. Now with the Yankees, like I said, they're you know they will make the playoffs probably. They're not a championship team this year. They're not. I mean, can they make the... I'll never say they're not going to. I'll be rooting my ass off hard. Hoping they don't. But you never know. You got to get in, right? Right. Phillies made it last year. So, they're going to have to work to get judged. Because the Yankees don't score any runs. Okay? Even today. They are right now top 7 3 2 so they have four runs in 16 innings so far today how you how you you know and they've given up 13 they better win today i mean even if they got swept by they got swept by boston right a couple weeks ago what happened came back started playing well again that's what you got to do the mets can't do that the mets go down and they don't get up and they don't even have these teams kick dirt into the hole that they're in to cover the grave. They pile it on themselves. The bullpen comes in and just shovels the dirt over the rest of the team to bury them even further. When it looks like they're just about to get out, bullpen throws a little more dirt on them. So there's that going on. Um... NBA free agency started today. The Knicks, I believe I saw it, just made a move. Let me see here. DiVincenzo, the Knicks have signed. Oh. The big, listen, the big news is, is Damian Lillard asked for a trade from Portland. He wants out. He wasn't happy that they sat him late in the season when they were five games out of the 10th the spot. He thought that they could have made a run into the playoffs and maybe made a run in the playoffs. They kind of tanked a little bit to get a draft pick. He didn't like that. That was the beginning of the end. Things didn't go well from there. He asked for a trade today. He'll get it. He doesn't have a no trade clause, so theoretically they could send him wherever they would like to. They said they'll work with them. I don't know why they work with these guys, to be honest with you. I don't even know why you come out and say that. These players will burn these teams in a heartbeat without even thinking twice about it. And yet every time they ask for a trade, you hear the team, well, we're going to work with him and try and get him where he wants to go. Eh, Screw you. You see it happen with Kyrie. You see it happen with Harden. You see it happen with all these guys. As soon as they want out of their current situation, as soon as things start to go a little bit bad, an NBA player, an NBA superstar wants out. It's what they do. They don't care that they ruined the team, that they ruined the franchise for years, for the next 5 years and for the previous 3 years. They don't care. But the team will work with them. We're going to work with them. We're going to we're going to try and send them where he wants to go. Come on. I'd send them exactly where he doesn't want to go. Your team's ruined already, right? He ruined your team. He's your best player. Portland's like going anywhere without Lillard. They didn't even make the playoffs with Lillard this year. Send them the... Ask him where he doesn't want to go. We're going to work with you. Where don't you want to go? That's where you send him. That's, <laughs> that's what I would do as a spiteful, you know, billionaire NBA owner. You know? These guys force their way out of everything. So we're halfway through the baseball season. 81 games. It's now 82 for the Mets. All right, the Yankees I believe are playing their 83rd game right now as as we do this show. I got some I put together some grades if you care. If you don't care, it doesn't matter. I'm telling you anyway. Um we'll start with the Yankees. Aaron Boone. I gave him a C. There's been a couple games where Aaron Boone has just been Lost as a manager, a couple of the games against the Red Sox in that Red Sox series where they got swept. He made some bad moves. the The batting order is all over the place. How you justify hitting Donaldson fifth when he's hitting like one seventy five or two oh five, or have him hitting third? I you, you can't you can't justify that. Even the analytics, where are the analytics that say, "Oh yeah, John Donaldson, pl- plug him in the third, the five hole." Right in the heart of that order, come on, the guy—the guy doesn't hit. Overall, I gave the Yankees a C. Okay, I think they're a better team. They should be better. I think the fact that Judge is hurt, you know, they're not as good. They're obviously not as good. They're boring to watch. You know, but they do—but they do have a perfect game. You know, sandwiched in between two position players, throw pitching. They have the 24th perfect game in baseball history. We'll get to that in a minute. Starting pitching, I gave them a B, and it's basically because Cole Cole's the best pitcher in baseball this year right now. Cole's 8-1. He's got a 2-something ERA, low 2 ERA. He's got about 7 or 8, 9 times the amount of strikeouts as he does walks. So the Yankees starting pitching gets a B. Bullpen I gave a C, cause it's average. It, it, it's eh, it's not great, it's not terrible, it's basically what a bullpen an average bullpen. And then I did some players. I got Judge, I gave a B minus. Judge is having a big year. But you gotta be on the field. And he's just not on the field. And who knows how long he's gonna be out now. Now you're looking at possible Brett's talking surgery. He's the you know, Brett's the nurse, I have no idea. Judge got a B minus. Giancarlo Stanton, D. A D because you stink. When the Yankees need him the most, right now, when Judge is out, Jean Carl Stan making thirty something million dollars, they need you to play well. You can't hit the water if he jumps out of a boat. Volpe, the kid, grew up wanting to be the shortstop for the Yankees, like everybody else did, you know. C. Just because I feel like we expected more coming out of out of spring training. Okay, he tore it up. He won the job outright in spring training. He came out and then, you know, uh-oh. Found out baseball's a, a game of failure. And he, you know, and things get real in the regular season. So Volpe gets a C. Donaldson, Donaldson gets an F because he doesn't even belong in the major leagues. He's now, he's played better the last week. But he's played better against the A's and, and now the Cardinals. Even Stanton got a couple hits in the last week. A couple home runs. Cole gets an A. Could have been an A+. So that's the Yankees. That's my Yankee grades at the midway point of the season. Now let's get to the Mets. All right? Overall, Mets, F. F. What else else could it possibly be? Are you serious? Buck, the manager, D. He gets a D just for saying, proud of my guys. Just for saying this. After the Brave series. So a D for Buck. The offense, D-. minus Because the Mets stink. They hit some home runs. They hit some home runs. They don't score runs. The starting pitching, C. All right? It's not terrible. It's not terrible. That starting pitching is not good. It's not terrible. And you know what? It might not even be a C. It should probably be a D. But the bullpen is so bad that it makes the starting pitching look like a C to me. They're in some of these games when they get to the bullpen. And then it's just the bullpen's next. What do you think the bullpen got? The bullpen should be kicked out for the second half. They got an F. Individual players. Alonso gets a B plus. All right, Alonzo, he's, he's, he's played well. The fielding, it needs some work. The f- he is not Keith Hernandez out there yet. He is not John Olerud out there yet. Okay. That was a big error last night. That's the spring training play. It wasn't even close to the throw he made. But on the offensive side, he has a lot of home runs. He's hit some big home runs. Alonzo gets a B plus. Lindor... Listen, I wanted to give Lindor a D. I did. Because y- you saw. I have a couple videos out there on TikTok or whatnot killing Lindor. But in reality, his numbers are coming around. He's got 17 home runs. He's going to have 95 RBIs. He's going to score... A lot of runs. He's gonna knock in runs, but his he doesn't hit. He doesn't get hits. His batting average is garbage. So Lindor gets a C. McNeil. If you're comparing it to last year, he gets a D. But overall, I'm gonna give McNeil a C because I think McNeil is he's a better hitter. Listen, I've seen this, and I know Brett said it's gonna be now two out of three years that he wasn't very good. McNeil looks like he knows how to hit. Just the fundamentals. Everything everything about the way he approaches the plate. He goes to the opposite field. We've seen him do it before. He's been okay early in the season. He's been slumping lately. McNeil gets a C- minus for me. Nimmo? Nimmo, I think, has been the best player on this team. And he gets a B plus. He has come leaps and bounds above what I thought he would ever be in center field. He is a a gold glove center fielder. He makes great catches out there. If it stays in the ballpark, he catches it. Some of them that are leaving the ballpark, he brings back. Nimmo gets a B plus. Scherzer and Verlander. Scherzer gets a C plus. Because he hasn't been terrible. But for what we thought we were going to get, it's not even close. It's not even close. He was excellent last year. He was, he, he, he was money last year in the regular season. He had a bad three weeks at the end of the season in the playoffs. This year, it's been a, he's a C-plus pitcher. He give you five innings. Sometimes he'll give you six. Sometimes he blows up in the sixth. Third time around the order, he struggles. He's an average pitcher. But he's an average pitcher making all this money with the spotlight on him, and he's going to the Hall of Fame. Verlander? Verlander, I gave a C. Okay, he was hurt out of the gate. He didn't pitch very well. There were some big games there. Believe it or not, the Mets played some big games. The Braves game, he just, he did not pitch well. But he has pitched well recently. He pitched very well today. Hopefully he's turning it around. Verlander gets a C for me. But listen, it's not the kind of report card you want to take home to your parents. Either team. I mean, the Yankees, the Yankees are going to, you know, there's room for improvement. Is what your parents would say. The Mets, man, if you got the Mets report card, you're forging signatures is what you're doing. You're working on forging your parents' signature because you can't show that to them. You're grounded. You're out there. You're grounded the the, the rest of the year. You bring that report card home overall F buck a D starting pitching C bullpen F they're failing they're failing everybody and, it's, and they're expensive they got the best books the best they got that Texas Instrument $300 calculator and they're failing math Um, the no, the perfect game like I said before and I usually don't even curse on here but could it have happened to a bigger asshole Domingo Herman is as bad a person as there is he beats his wife he beats his wife in front of his teammates he was suspended his teammates didn't want him back he goes out there and throws a perfect game give him credit when he pitches he pitches well he's a good pitcher but is that really what you want I mean is that the guy you want the Yankees don't have great guy Yankees have four of the 24 perfect games in Major League history okay they got Don Larson they got David Wells they got David Cohen they got Domingo Hamon it was the Yankees fourth perfect game like we told you It was only the third. It was the third perfect game thrown in the Oakland Coliseum. That's interesting. The other two, Catfish Hunter 1968 and Dallas Braden. Dallas Braden. That's not a name you'd think would throw a perfect game, right? 2010. Uh, Let's see. What else was there? like I told you, through a Maddox perfect game under 100 pitches. It's the first perfect game thrown by a Dominican, someone of Dominican descent. Uh, In his previous start, he's one of the, it's one of the worst. He had one of the worst previous starts He gave 10 runs or something like to the Mariners or something a couple weeks ago. Let's see. Um, Yeah, the the fly ball to to right field was... Now, here's an interesting one. Here's the one I liked. Tony Kemp provided one of the few threats to break through against uh, Herman. In the fourth inning, he drove a ball 349 feet to right field that was struck 91.7 miles an hour off the bat. It went to the warning track where it was caught by Stanton. According to StatCast, it would have been a home run at just one major league ballpark, Yankee Stadium. So if they were home, it's not a perfect game. It's not a no-hitter. He's the first pitcher to throw a perfect game wearing the number zero, which it's not a number. Zero is not a number. I don't know why they, why people wear it. So, but, but, listen, that's a whole other argument. He's one of four pitchers to ever wear that number. Stroman, who we're gonna get to in a minute. Alavino, who I never want to see again. And Kent Emanuel. And Domingo Herman. Those are the four pitchers ever in baseball history to wear zero. I don't say the number zero because zero's not a number. Prior to Wednesday, the A's had the longest active streak among Major League teams without being no-hit. The last time the Oakland A's were no-hit, July 13th, 1991, were four Orioles pitches combined to no-hit the Oakland A's. The last individual no-hitter against the A's was Nolan Ryan. June 11th, 1990. Ryan, uh, it was a no-hitter. He walked two. He struck out 14. One of his, what what did he throw, eight no-hitters? No perfect games for Noah Ryan. Let's see. The last pitcher to complete a perfect game against the A's. Cy Young. May 5th, 1904. 99 years ago. So there's some did you knows about Domingo Herman and the 24th perfect game in Major League Baseball history. It is a piece of history. You know, it doesn't happen very often. 24 times. Someone said to, I saw the question, what's more unlikely, a four home run game or a perfect game? Now, statistically, the perfect game is more unlikely. But what's harder to do? I think the perfect game. I think the perfect game. 27 up, 27 down. Think of how many baseball games have been played. It's only happened 24 times. Now, I said we were going to talk about Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman, once again, decided to put himself right in the middle of a Mets controversy so the other night I believe it was Friday night, I think it was Thursday night uh, Gary and Gary Keith and Ron were talking about Shohei Ohtani who's ridiculous by the way he had like a 500 foot home run the other day but they, anyway they're talking about Ohtani and whether the Angels should trade him and, and what not Apparently, Gary was looking on Twitter, or he was getting text messages, a bunch of people asking him, because Otani wears number 13. If he were to be traded to the Mets, would Keith let him wear the number 13? Now, as you know, the number 13 is retired, up into the rafters, up, you know, a retired number. It's his number. Theoretically, it would be up to, it would be up to Keith. Keith said... He didn't say no, but he said no. He was like, don't ask me. (laughs) (laughs) And Keith's a jerk, too. He's not going to let him do it. So, Strowman tweeted, Strowman tweets, like, that day. If Otani were to sign with the Mets, would you allow him to wear number 17? People People asked him that. Strowman's tweet was, Otani deserves 17 wherever he goes. Imagine losing Otani in free agency because some dinosaur wouldn't give up his number. Laugh my ass off. I agree with him. As much as I don't like Strowman, I agree with his tweet and with that statement. If for whatever reason, and I don't know if it would ever even come down to this, I don't know if he cares that much about the number. It happens to be the number he wears. I don't. Some listen. Some people are lunatics about the number. Right? They're they're superstitious. I won't go. I'm not wearing anything. I wear number thirteen. Wear number zero. You know, whatever they are. Listen, I heard the the exchange between Keith and Gary. Keith's not giving up the number. Nobody's wearing thirteen. While Keith Hernandez is on this earth. Especially while he's in the booth. You could take that to the bank. So, if it comes down to it. And Otani's like. I want to come to the Mets. But I'm wearing 13. And Hernandez says no. And there's another team out there. That says we got thirteen. Come on. And he goes there. Then that's that's not good. And I get it. I get it. That's his number. Listen, it's still retired, right? It's still retired. Go to Madison Square Garden and look up the Rangers have multiple the Rangers have number nine, retired twice. Right? Graves. Bathgate. Both retired, both number nine, both great players. Nobody thinks less of either one of them. So I don't know why he would do that. And it makes you think, it makes you worry a little bit because you could see it happening. I mean, with the way this month went and then the way things go for us forever. I it wouldn't surprise me if Otani's like, I'm coming. I want to come play the Mets. But I want number 13 of his. Like, get the hell out of here. Because that's what he's going to say. I can tell... You can tell just by his answer. He's like, you know what? Don't ask me. Don't ask me about that. Basically, like... I ain't, go- I ain't giving it up. And I think he should. So that's my thoughts on the Strowman thing. Usually I disagree with Strowman. He's a little too Kyrie Irving with his Twitter. But this... Nailed it on the head. Nailed it. Finally tonight... um, We usually don't, you know, do media stories, stuff like that. But big, big changes in sports broadcasting all over the country. ESPN, Disney. Disney owns ESPN. They just laid off huge names yesterday. Huge names. Like Van Gundy. let Let me get the list up. So, here's the list of, name, of of people laid off from ESPN yesterday. Jeff Van Gundy, Jalen Rose, Keyshawn Johnson, Max Kellerman, Susie Kolber, Chris Chelios, Matt Hasselbeck, Steve Young, Rob Ninkovich, Neil Everett, Ashley Brewer, Lafonso Ellis, Todd McShay. Every one of them is a big name. Every one of them has been with the with the network for a long time. Also one that's not on there, Steve Levy. Excellent broadcasters without jobs. Van Gundy, I mean, I get it. They want to cut some salary, but. I mean, there's some guys that they left that like. How does Skip Bayless still have a job? Oh, Way he doesn't, he's uh, he's over at Fox, isn't he? But, but there's listen, there's a lot of guys that how did there's a lot of guys they're given and what they did because ESPN missed the boat on the whole podcast like this, right? ESPN basically punted on radio yesterday. I'm surprised K and them are still there. They fired that whole new national morning show, Max Kellerman, Keyshawn Johnson. And who was the other one? I think it was Jalen Rose, right? It was Kellerman Johnson and, and Keyshawn and, and Jalen Ro- Rose or whoever it was. They fired. They got rid of him. Okay, so the national radio thing didn't work. And it wasn't going to work. You know, following Mike and Mike. Mike and Mike were a great show, they lasted forever. It was like an iconic show. They just kind of threw three, three big names together and thought it would gel and they'd be okay. It didn't work now ultimately those three are the the face of of the failure so they will they will take the blame but ESPN and ESPN radio have not been the same for a long time okay and ESPN missed the boat on podcasts up until this point there's not many ESPN podcasts out there besides the fact that besides the ones where they just replay the show you know the PTI and those things but what they did was, they're owned by Disney, who has enough money, where they can just buy their way into the industry and be the top, top player in the industry again. And that's what they did with the, with the uh, McAfee. They gave McAfee $90 million. And now, all of a sudden, they're players in the podcast industry. That's what ESPN did. And that's what Disney can do when you have money like that. You just, oh, we missed the boat on this for the last five years. Now we're way behind. What do we do? Let's just buy... Let's just buy The biggest podcast out there. And they got McAfee and he's coming on and they gave him $90 million. Now that's a big risk. Although McAfee is an excellent podcast, he gets the, the biggest names. He's got an in with all the NFL players. I'm sure he will be fine. ESPN radio is now dead at least on the national side, as far as I'm concerned, they really don't have anything on the national side for ESPN Radio. And local is next. And he, and, and radios are dying. Medium as it is, it's now going to... to Podcast and video content is what it's going to. You got WFAN here in New York, which we're going to get to in a second. But national radio, if it's not games... It's basically dead. I mean, ESPN Radio used to be huge. You had Colin Cowherd. You had Dan Patrick. You had all types of big radio shows. National radio shows, ESPN Radio. It just died out in the last, I'd say, like 10 years. And once Mike and Mike went, they were the last they were the the last of a dying breed as far as national radio shows for ESPN radio go. And they tried with the Keyshawn and the Kellerman and, and it failed. And now I don't think they really have a national radio footprint. I think CBS radio is probably your biggest sports national radio network it's owned by Audacity, which also owns WFAN here in New York, who also this week had a major shakeup. Craig Carton came back, completed his comeback from federal prison, gambling addiction. He left WFAN to go to FS1, who's taken a huge risk, giving him a couple million dollars to do their morning show. He left because he had to leave. Listen, he had no choice. Okay, he is... Uh, WFN wasn't going to pay him the money. It was a no brainer. He had to leave. So now he's gone. Carton and Roberts were number one in the country in morning and afternoon drive, beating Kay, killing Kay over the last year. Kay and, and LaGreca. They blew them out of the water. The ratings weren't even close. Now Carton leaves. And there's a whole reshuffling. Tiki goes with Carton. Uh, Tiki goes with Evan Roberts in the afternoons, 2 to 6. And the late morning show, which was Brandon Tierney and Tiki Barber, is now Brandon Tierney and Sal Akata. Sal Akata we had on this show. And I think he's the best. I think he's the best on the station. I don't even think it's close. He's been doing overnights. Sal is the best. Best on that station and he's got the brightest future. I think I would have loved to see him with Roberts. I don't think Tiggy listen, I love Tiki Barber. Okay, Tiggy Barber, you know, as a Giants fan, near and dear in my heart. He's not great on the radio. He's not, you know, he's not he's not a as knowledgeable as he needs to be. Now Evan Roberts is a is a encyclopedia of knowledge. He's like a, a nerdy, dorky sports nut. Like me, but not cool. <laughs> um, so we'll see how that works. I'm happy for Sal Licata. We had, like I said, we had him on a show. If you haven't heard the, ep- the interview, go, go back and listen to it because it, it was good. I kind of duped him onto the show. I put on Twitter that I was like, you never came. He, he put something about going on another show, and I was like, he never came on our show when we asked him. Five minutes later, I get an inbox when you guys want me on. And it was Sal. Came on that week. Nice guy. Local guy from Long Island. Did an excellent job with us. And, you know, whether he did that or not, talent-wise, he's the best guy on the station. So, that pretty much does it for us here tonight. Yankees 3-2 lead. I believe it's the eighth inning. So, they're hanging on, trying to get a split here. Of this doubleheader. They play tomorrow now, the final game of the series. Mets tomorrow, or Sunday Night Baseball, I believe, 7 o'clock, I saw. So, Mets Giants, Sunday Night Baseball, ESPN. You know, I don't know who's doing the game. (laughs) They're still having the the K. I think they're bringing back the K, the K cast, K Rodcast. Which is basically them just trying to copycat off the Manning cast. And it doesn't work because A-Rod's a jerk. And K's, K's all right. I don't mind Michael K. And we have Don LaGreca. Listen, Don, Don LaGreca opens our show every day, right? Every week. I like Don LaGreca. He's a Rangers announcer, too. He's a good hockey announcer. But, so the Mets, Sunday night baseball tomorrow. Listen, try and get. You know, they're undefeated in July, right? Go for two in a row. And, and listen, I don't, they're not coming back this season. This season, it's dead, and it's it's DOA here in July. It's DOA before July 4th. And it is what it is. It's not the first time we've seen it, right? We thought that that 92 team with the Bobby Bonilla and what was it, David Cohn, Saberhagen, that that whole crew, Generation K, was the worst team money could buy. Hold my beer, said the 2023 Mets. And they did it all in the month of June. As the Yankees push across another run, it's ninth inning. Top of the ninth, 4-2 now, Yankees. So it looks like they will, you know, barring a a bad bottom of the ninth, get a split here in St. Louis for the doubleheader for today. So that's it for us, or for me. No Brett this week. Uh, Brett should be back next week. Still working on guests. Still working on a couple of big guests. I don't want to put names out there. Jinx it. You know, I don't want to jinx it. Hernandez, Keith Hernandez, if you listen to this, and Otani wants number 13, give him the damn number. Would you? It would it would make me like you again. It would, I would forgive you for running away from me multiple times just to not talk. <laughs> in Florida, in New York, wherever he is, he runs away. Without even, you know because he doesn't want to give someone a handshake or something. So that's it for us tonight. Thank you for watching, everybody. I'll talk to you Monday, Tuesday maybe, some maybe Wednesday. Right? Tuesday is the holiday. Tuesday is July 4th. So enjoy July 4th. Enjoy the long weekend. Happy birthday, America. I don't know how old we are. I measure in weeks now because I have the baby. I'm tw- I think I'm 2,400 weeks or 2,200 weeks, something like that. I did the math the other day. My baby, uh, baby Bethany is six weeks i am 2200 i think it was 2200 weeks something like that so we're saying our birthdays are weeks around here how many weeks is america old this year it's a lot it's a lot <laughs> i wasn't good at math when you're talking about report cards i had to you know i was forging signatures on my report cards So that does enjoy your holiday, enjoy your long weekend, whatever you're doing. Stay safe, everybody. For crying out loud, keep the damn fireworks to the professionals. Just watch them. I don't get fireworks. They're stupid, if you ask me. Waste of money. You know, Mr. McGordy, my good friend, loves fireworks. Listen, there's there's a couple things he loves. He loves America. He loves fireworks. He loves Christmas. So McGordy, stay safe. We'll talk to you next week. I'll talk to you sometime during the week. Midweek for the weekend wrap-up, maybe Monday. We'll see. Let's hope the Mets get a couple wins, because I can't sit here and watch this every night. Let's go, Mets. Talk to you next week, everybody. See ya. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at LockedUpSports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site, on Twitter, at LockedUpSports on the gram at locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group, Locked Up Sports, or on TikTok at Locked Up Sports Show. Now you can catch all the latest from Locked Up Sports anytime. Thanks for listening.